these guys survived the David Kahn era of Timberwolves basketball and live to tell about it. It's flagrant howls. Say pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Um, but I love the game of basketball. It's, it's fun for me, man. I go out there and do what I love. Um, I put in the work every day. So, yeah, it's, it's no pressure yeah, at all. God. Oh, look at, oh my God. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, he's just, it's like, again, I don't have children right now, but uh, if I did, they would be called Anthony Edwards. And he just is, he's just blossoming before our eyes. I mean, if you, if you run, run back that, that clip, I know, or Canis Hoop has tweeted one out too. Steve Kerr just looks at him like yes. a proud father. I was just going to, like, literally, what I was going to say is find someone who looks at you the way <laughs> yep. Steve Kerr looks at Anthony Edwards. This is for the YouTube audience. For the audio audience, imagine. Uh, like the most loving way you can look at, like a proud, loving way you can look at your basketball. Say pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Um, but I love the game of basketball. It's, it's fun for me, man. I go out there and do what I love. Um, I put in the work every day. So, yeah, it's, it's no pressure yeah, at all. It's oh, just man. like if you walked into a place to adopt and dogs or cats and there's just a puppy there. And it's like, that. just look at that puppy. He's just full of life. <laughs> he's going to get bigger and stronger and he's going to make us all happy and uh, he's leading captain or, you know, he's captain at America. He's leading the team. Uh, thank truly. Thank you. The scheduling gods for this FIBA basketball stuff, because I don't know if you ever checked the, the NBA Twitter, but I could, we, people were arguing for like four days over the whole world champion thing and the rankings. Oh, and yeah. it's just like, we need real basketball because August is so tough in the hoops world. So shout out to NATO FIBA, whatever. Like this has been great. Even if the game's on I at 1am. I do want to say, and we're going to get into uh, Wolves in the World Cup updates here to start this flagrant house. We do have another immaculate grid. We have best duos under 25 years old list and where two Timberwolves rank and Kyle's question of the week on flagrant house. If you could, by the way, uh, click the subscribe button and the like button on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel and on the flagrant house podcast feeds on Apple and Spotify, a five-star rating and a positive review from you will help us grow this thing as we head toward the season. If you're Steve Kerr, don't get any ideas, buddy. Okay. We appreciate Steve, Eric Spolstra, uh, Teron Liu. Isn't he one of the coaches too? I think it's great. You guys mold Anthony Edwards all you want, but don't get any ideas. Okay. Yeah. Eric Spolstra, need... chill out, buddy. Like yeah. he's every he's, time uh, I see Dwayne him, Wade. Like... Yeah, that's right. You, you had your Dwayne Wade. Okay. Yeah. Listen, you live Calm in down. South beach, go enjoy 12 months of summer. Like leave us alone. We're fine. Don't, Tell Ant about heat culture, okay? Just leave us alone. No. We're fine. Uh, Let me tell cool. you. Cool. You, you want to go get some dinner with me and you, Donis uh, Haslam, and talk about uh, your future? No. Yeah, just leave us alone. Okay, we're fine. But I don't know. if Did you watch the, the latest game? Do you want to just get right into it? He. Uh, Let's get into it. Well, so so we're three games into the well, – by the way, his best game probably came in the showcase against – was it Germany where he scored the – that was what we talked about last week. Yeah, but so now we've got all the sh we got like four or five showcase games, but now we've got yep. the th they've played three and zero in the yep. actual pool play. Yep, he's Anthony Edwards, and we'll get to the other Timberwolves too. But he's averaging in twenty minutes a game, which is way less than some of the other international stars on other teams are playing because you know they don't have to play twenty five mm -hmm. thirty. So he's averaging sixteen points, which leads the team on forty six percent shooting, forty percent from three, six rebounds a game, which is second on the team and three assists per game, which I think is like third or fourth on the team, plus a steal. And there's some dudes on this team, man. I mean, Halliburton, you got like Jalen uh, Brunson, you got Brandon Ingram, uh, Mikel Bridges, like 
Reeves. Like, there's some guys on this team, but uh, I didn't see the third game because it started at 3.40 in the morning local time. So if you saw it, maybe you can fill me in. Otherwise, I'm just so, ooing and eyeing at the box score on this one in the highlight. That's why I'm on my third cup of coffee. My just bags <laughs> under my eyes. Uh, yeah, I didn't didn't see myself setting the alarm for like 1 a.m. West Coast time to uh, watch the United States versus Jordan. Not Michael Jordan, the country of Jordan. Although if you do watch, they did have what I would deem is the closest thing to Michael Jordan right now in uh, former Wolves great, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, oh, yeah. who is actually a really cool story. He was on the Wolves, I believe, Ant's rookie year. He was like on the training camp roster. Uh, there's a cool article by Brian Windhorst over at ESPN about how like uh, Hollis-Jefferson and Ant are like kind of close. So they were going at it, talking a little smack. But uh, yeah, even today, I think he had 20 points in, in limited minutes. They blew him out. Also had eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, and you mentioned a guy that I, I wanted to bring up on the Anthony Edwards topic was Brandon Ingram. He had gotten kind of probably not demoted, but moved off the starting lineup for Josh Hart. And Brandon Ingram has been pretty open that like this has been tough for him. And that's fine. It is. It's tough to acclimate with a bunch of stars and try to play more of a team basketball when you're used to being one of the guys. Yeah, yeah, it's to, called it's called basketball natural selection, Brandon. Yeah, and it just makes me think back that and Ant, enjoy it. It makes me think what Ant's doing is that much more impressive. It's like he's younger and he's acclimating and figuring out his role and kind of just alphaing his way through this thing. So pretty easy game so far for the Team USA. I, I do see them having some stumbling blocks or some opportunities to maybe lose a game. I mean, it's going to get tougher as this becomes a bracket in a tournament, but uh, yeah, so far so good. Yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Cause in some ways, some of the teams that are usually powerhouses, I mean, France, for instance, which I guess we could get, we could kind of go good, bad, good, bad here when it comes to the Timberwolves, you know, there's, a, there's a changing of the guard, like Canada's three and oh, thanks to a Timberwolf. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's hard to kind of it feels like there's some evolution happening here in international basketball. It's also the World Cup. The rosters tend to be a little bit different than, especially yeah. for the U.S. than the Olympics. But I just I continue to love watching. You put a bunch of young sharks in a pool here, and they're all friends. They're all building connections. They're all getting along. But it's super competitive. And Anthony Edwards is becoming like the alpha shark in the tank, and he's got. Eric Spolstra comparing him to Dwayne Wade and Steve Kerr looking at him lovingly like a basketball son at the podium. Um, I love the anecdote too, where, cause at first Anthony Edwards was not in the starting lineup going back to the showcase games. Yeah. And Steve Kerr was like, well, I mean, he's talking to Anthony Edwards, kind of putting his arm around him trying to say, you know, coming off the bench is okay. I mean, you know, like uh, Dwayne Wade came off the bench, right? Wasn't it Dwayne Wade he used? I think it was Wayne, like Wade. Dwayne Wade or Kobe or like, you know, Dwayne Wade came off the bench when, when Kobe, Kobe was in the starting lineup, and Anthony Edwards was like, well, there ain't no Kobe on this team. So put my ass in the starting lineup. Yeah. Steve <laughs> Kerr has obviously historically resume as a basketball player. He's an awesome coach. One of the best in the league has always been a little tricky with some of his rookies and some of his younger guys. So I think that translated here as well. in those, as you call them, showcase games was kind of exhibitions, but he realized soon enough that his, bread and butter is Anthony Edwards and it will be interesting. And you made a really good point about the Olympics and how this is probably like the tier two tournament. Obviously the Olympics are the big one, but uh, that Olympic roster from what I understand the U S men's Olympic roster, whether that be in 2024 or whatever, it's probably going to get some of those big stars back. Like those guys maybe want to play, like maybe Durant will want to play and stuff. So not all the guys on this team are locks for that team, Mm -hmm. but I think now Ant is hands down a lock for that team if he wants to play. And that's just another level of like, 
it's awesome to watch him mesh and gel with Jaron Jackson Jr., yes. Jalen Brunson, Halliburton. It's going to be bananas if he's like starting with Kevin Durant, who's like his idol, or starting next to like, you know, I don't know who the Steph Curry or something. So that'll be a lot of fun. But for now, for Ant, it's gone about as well as you can hope. He's not even having to play that many minutes. And in general, as we go, you know, good, bad, good, bad, I would say FIBA World Cup has gone exactly how you, me, Judd, and Tim Connolly wanted it to go. Because the older guys that were like, I don't know if you should be becoming a Chinese citizen, or I don't know if you should be playing for France, those guys are pretty much eliminated. The guys you want to see hoop, Nikhil, Carl, yeah. uh, and Ant are all hooping. And it's like right now, not knock on wood, but everything's going really well right now. Well, okay, on the let's go, let's go to the France. Let's let's do Rudy Gobert next. So we got we got five five Timberwolves that are uh, is it five? Yeah, that are active. Yep. No, I guess uh, who's the uh, there's a sixth one. Who's the young player? Spain. Uh, oh, oh uh, Spag- uh, Spagnolo. Spagnolo's in the yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Um, so Rudy Gobert. This is. You know, Judd and I had this conversation on our podcast a couple months ago about the difference. I, I drew a line bet- between the difference because people were saying, well, wait a second. How can you, Phil, say that you don't want Rudy Gobert to play internationally or Judd, right? But but you're okay with Anthony Edwards. You know, you're like, oh, salivating over Anthony Edwards getting this this rub on the on the U.S. team. I said, there's a very clear difference. When you are 21, 22, 23 years old and you're – rising up the ladder and you're you got a ton of miles left on your legs you're trying to get to that next level as a superstar the olympics and the world cup have proven over the last 15 20 years as a launching pad for kobe Dwayne wade like you can pick a handful of superstar level players that that competition on the international stage practicing every day with the other alphas being around the great coaches and then getting into the, you know, the urgent competition that that elevates them. And then they become championship caliber players or MVP caliber players. Like if you're 30 years old with a knee issue with like, there's not a whole, I know that he was shooting some threes and like some of the exhibition games, but like there's, you're not adding much to your game when you're 30 years old, you're just trying to maintain your health play as long as you can. I don't see what the upside is. And now, of course, like France gets bounced immediately in the group stage. And so there is in these World Cup tournaments, oh there's God. a there's classific there's a classification stage where you don't get out of your pool, but they still want to rank the 17 through 32 teams. So you play in these other games. So Rudy Gobert's been shut down, A, because the games don't matter anymore, but B mm-hmm. because he has an ankle injury, apparently. So last year he played internationally, it's a knee. Now this year internationally, he, his knee probably still isn't 100 because he's you know been playing for a year straight and he's got an ankle problem. It's like what was the point? What was the upside? It doesn't make any sense to me. Anthony Edwards, I get it. Rudy Gobert, first guess made no sense, and now here we are. So that's. I my mean, rant. it's not even about. That was a great rant. It's not even really about Thanks. basketball. It's just about anyone who's listening to this, man or woman, just like being in your 20s versus being in your 30s. In my 20s, I said yes to everything, right? Like bachelor party in Scottsdale after, I don't know, like something else I, was, I shouldn't be doing yet. Like red eye flight to Cabo, done. Let's do it all. In your 30s, I'm trying to bail on everything, right? Like I'm just trying to literally focus on what's going to keep my wife happy. How do I get a paycheck? Like that's it. So for Rudy, it's like you did all that big stuff in your 20s. You represent your country. There's no value in it anymore. And your team is really not that good. I mean, I know some people liked France, but like, out, you know, they don't have Victor Wembanyama. They might be getting Embiid for the, for the, 
Olympics, which that's another like wormhole of I love these Wem Wembenyama and Embiid. Are you going to bring Rudy Gobert off the bench? I'm sure he'll that's, love that. Uh, but well, that's what they're going to try here. Whatever, whatever we think the you know the ankle stuff too. That might have just been a pride thing. That's like you know what? Maybe we just got to shut him down and give him an injury tag so he doesn't have to play in these. It reminded me of like traveling soccer as a kid. It's like, well, you drove all this way. Your team got spanked in two games. We're going to let you play on Sunday. It's like, let's just let us go get pizza and go home. We don't need to play these classification games. So Rudy played. We were kind of bummed, but now he's out. And I guess we'll get more info on the ankle in a couple of weeks when, you know, training camp and media day kind of pops off. But that's great. It's so great that he's not going to play any more games. Kyle Anderson, the same. Like, I know it was important to play for China, but they got spanked in every game because they don't really have NBA talent around him so yeah you're seeing again and it's obviously huge for him go to all the bachelor parties when you're 21 22 it's also big for Nikhil Canada is hands down I mean I, I know Luca is his own fireball and his team is always going to be in contention because he's the greatest player in this tournament but Canada with SGA RJ Barrett Dylan Brooks and Nikhil that team's gonna be really tough and Nikhil's taking like eight threes a game Big confidence boost for him. But then the other one who's kind of in the middle, right? He's not super young, but he's also not super old and established. Conley Towns has looked awesome. And he's on a Dominican Republic team that I yes. don't think had odds to win the tournament. But they're but, are they three and or are they're two and or three and oh? Yeah, they're three and oh. They ran through, I think they beat they beat Italy, they beat Angola, and they beat the Philippines. Uh, but the Dominican Republic, back to my point, was like they didn't really have odds that I could find to like win this tournament, which was just essentially saying they have no chance. Yeah. And he's had some foul trouble and we talked about the technical fouls thing, but he also just looks like post game. You see a lot of social media stuff. It looks like he's just really having fun and he as much. And I wanted to say this because we clowned him all summer and it was rightfully so because I don't know, winning the play is not the same as winning a title. If you're the nuggets, like he said some really silly, stupid things. He also had a really cool quote after I think the first game they won against Italy talking about how much Dominican Republic like mothers influence the household and mean and stuff. And he is playing for Dominican Republic for his mom who has passed. I thought that was really cool too. And I just want to bring that up because as much as we clown him for the dumb stuff and we are right to do so, he said some really cool stuff about his mom and that was kind of touching uh, for many ways for me. So he's looked great. And you know what? He's kind of like right in that middle ground between we talk about the value for an Anthony Edwards versus like the what's the point for a Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. I actually think Towns fits a little bit closer to the Edwards. Yeah, I know he's yep. older, but yep. he could God, he could use a little bit more just high pressure responsibility. And guy, like he's the guy on that team, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's they're looking to him to carry the team for the most part. They have a couple other sneaky good players on that team or they wouldn't be winning all these games. But, you know, I. I could see this being a valuable experience for him for a lot of different reasons. You know, one thing that stands out, he he's getting to the free throw line a lot more in these international mm-hmm. games than he does with these, uh, these crooked NBA refs that he always <laughs> picks on. I think he, if I, he's, if I read the box score, right. Uh, a couple hours ago, prepping for the show, he's averaging nine free throws a game in 27 minutes per game in the international uh, play here. So on Kyle Anderson, Man, like what a, the whole thing is kind of mm. weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, like a game where he was 0 for 9 or 0 for 10. So Kyle Anderson shooting 32% in the FIBA World Cup and China is minus 50 when he's on the court. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just because he plays the most minutes too. Like China's minus for everyone who's on the court because 
They're just not very good. But they lost by 20 points to a country called South Sudan, which I believe just formed as a country 10 years ago. So South Sudan has a population of 10 million. China has a population of 1.4 billion. And they're finding NBA players like Kyle Anderson to also join. So make it 1.4 uh, and 1 billion. And they still can't come within 20 points of South Sudan. So I'm not sure what this experiment uh, I am for Kyle Anderson, but here we are. Actively trying to look up what the next stage of this is. And I am not smart enough to figure this out. But back to the Carl point, uh, and we say this all the time, as much as we are optimistic about some of these things, like we know that mostly everyone on this team has a resume of an entry-level employee. They don't have a lot to show. Carl would be one of them in terms of playoff success. But like if he takes the Dominican Republic and beats a team like, I don't know, Slovenia or like Canada, like he has an opportunity. And I don't, that team doesn't have a lot of NBA talent either, but it's a little more surprising than you'd think. Like, this is an opportunity for him. We said, Ant, play for Team USA. It's the biggest stage you've been on yet. This is kind of the biggest stage for Carl, too. Yeah. Right? So he's got a chance to kind of make a name. You're starting to see just on, you know, NBA Twitter and stuff that people are starting to kind of embrace him again. He also looks like he's just having more fun. And I think that stuff, like... Checking his hair on the big screen. Yeah, that one was... That was yeah, that's, band. again, like, there's... Corny cat. Two steps, up, whatever, two steps like. forward, one step back with him. But uh, <laughs> I think just all the confidence that you're seeing... I mean, Rudy Gobert is going to be really big still for this team because of the investment. But if you have a happy, confident Carl coming in, who has always been the one thing I've enjoyed about him is that he always does look to defer maybe too much. But I don't think he's going to have a problem if Ant shows up to training camp with a gold medal and is like, this is my team now. Yeah. But then the keel too, like you and I have talked about Mike Conley and how much we love Minnesota Mike. But what is the answer to the backup point guard role or like the future starting point guard role? And Nikhil's showing you some stuff that's like, that's kind of the perfect guy to put next to Ant. Dude. Uh, he's got a little Dylan Brooks in him in terms of his, his fearlessness and his physicality, but that's kind of what you want next to Ant is a guy that is okay standing in the corner taking threes and, and making plays for others while Ant kind of cooks. So, But really, unlike unlike Dylan Brooks, he can shoot, as you were kind yeah. of alluding to. Yeah. He, so Nikhil Alexander-Walker is shooting almost 50% from three in the first three. So Canada's 3-0. and oh. Yep. Almost 50% from three, and he's launching nine threes per game in the World Cup. He's just chucking from everywhere, and it's working very well. So it's super fun to watch. Also, on Nikhil Alexander-Walker, um, if you were to rank the hyphenated last name players in this tournament, so we've got Gilgis Alexander on his own team. we got uh, uh, Alexander-Walker, and then uh, the former Timberwolf guy, Hollis Jefferson. Ronnie Hollis right? Jefferson, yep. Yeah, I think we'd have a pretty good list of players if we just had like an all-hyphenated last name team list, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker would for sure be the point guard. Yeah. Also, there's a guy for, I believe it's Greece. I'm so sorry if you're like from the country and I'm butchering this, but Giannis didn't play for Greece, but Greece had a guy whose last name I think is Papa Giannis. I think that's oh. what, how you would pr- pronounce it, and that just made me giggle. No other context there. It was just like, you forget <laughs> how awesome some international players' names are. But yeah, so far, so good. Again, knock on wood, but being, I was concerned, as Judd was and everyone was, like the Wolves are sending half their roster to the Philippines or whatever or to Manila for, for this tournament. And so far, you got the old guys kind of eliminated, maybe yeah. put them on ice for a couple of weeks. And the young guys that you are going to rely on, including Nikhil, are really, really balling out. So this is going to get fun. I know the timing isn't great if you have kids or it's like the weird game times, but 
if you can DVR to record it, if we get USA Canada, that's going to be a battle border for the ages because Canada is really good. And team USA has shown an ability to be pretty flexible and kind of change on the fly. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know what I would tell, you know, it's for like old guys who are looking for what to do now. Didn't expect France to be bounced that early. Here's what I would recommend for Rudy Gobert. Why don't you get to Power Lodge or Miller Marine? <laughs> get on one of these Benningtons, okay? Just just milk the last few weeks of summer. Or maybe you can prepare for the winter with the players, ATVs, and snowmobiles available. But I would get some relaxation in, get that ankle up, get the knee up, and stop into one of the four metro area or Minnesota locations of Power Lodge, Brainerd, Ramsey, Anamia, Sock Rapids, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, and uh, check out some of the fun toys they have to offer. Check them out at millermarine.com and powerlodge.com and snag some throttle therapy for yourself, Kyle. So, okay, you found this from uh, the Dunk Central, formerly NBA Central, now the Dunk Central Twitter account. Although they've <laughs> only changed, like, their handle. They put a big thing out about, like, their branding, and I don't know. They're conflicted. But So they repurposed CBS Sports' top five duos under 25 years old, mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. list looks like this. Number one, John Morant and Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Stop me if you want to fight them on any of these. Nope. Okay. I mean, I, that, that's still, you know, John Morant has uh, had his issues, but that's still probably the best duo. I mean, Jaren probably, would you probably a, pull the trigger on them being number one? No comment on that. That was a good one, though. <laughs> number two, Paolo Banchero and Franz Wagner. So, Ant, I mean, this is if you're a Magic fan, you're just going to get so mad. But like Ant's better than Paulo right now. But I, I really like that duo. I think that's more of like if Ant was a 10 and Jaden was a 6, they're ranking it as like Paulo's a 9 and Franz is a 7 or an 8. So like, you know, they're giving him yeah. a little a little boost. But I don't know, man. Like, I really like that duo for Orlando. But give me the, the duo that has the best player. And that's Minnesota. So I didn't love that one. I could see the Wolves moving up to that one. But keep going Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are third to me that's again an elite duo that you would love to build around but that one is just I don't know like kind of predictions or like no. you know if Evan Evan Mobley is now that guy that like everyone just loves but at some point it would be cool to see him like you know not get out rebounded by just you know the Knicks in a playoff series like he's got a he's so young but he's got a couple blemishes already. Like him and Jared Allen got cooked by Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks in that playoff series. And that's why they lost. So if they both reach their peak, that's a nice, you know, guard center duo that are kind of the modern NBA players. But I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'd have to see real context, which these websites never give you or these aggregators, but I'd like to see real context as why that duo, if put it this way, would you take Darius Garland or Ant? You take Ant. One of those that's is representing thing. his country. The other one is living in Cleveland. I would <laughs> wow, just a drive by living in Cleveland. Look at Listen. you just lighting everyone on fire here today. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not, I don't think a lot I like of Cleveland. I've been there. Cleveland. They're actually a good little, they have a good setup for like their sports cities. I was there for the finals it's once fine. and like good, good little restaurants around the arena. They've got like, yeah, their arena stadium are close together and then whatever is some restaurants. There's a hard rock or something. Um, I think, Anth well, I'll give you the rest of the list and, I'll get, and then I'll answer your question. So I'm going to skip one here and you'll know why. So five is Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp. I'd love to know who's like, I'm all about both those guys. And I've been, I've been ready to trade for those guys 
since before the draft. But like Scoot Henderson hasn't played a game in the NBA yet. And Shaden Sharp was playing what? 15 minutes a night, maybe like 20 minutes a night. So that's pretty high for those guys to be. Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels are fourth on the list. So of the 10 players here, and maybe I'm just being Homer guy here, being biased, but like which one of these 10 players would I take to start a franchise for the next eight years? Anthony Edwards. Now, how far down the list do you have to go before you get to Jaden McDaniels? Pretty far. Like that, and that's a better way to word it than my dumb analogy with adding numbers. Like there are 10 guys listed on that list. Anthony Edwards is the best player. I mean, now again, John Morant is really good, but the but off dude, you know court what, stuff is here, here, but take the, like even the off the court stuff is a red flag. Cause it's like, dude, what are you doing? What, where's your focus? That type of stuff. But he's also, to me, he's one of these guys and we've seen him throughout NBA history where they're like a, flash of lightning or a or they're like a shooting star across the sky but they're undersized they're getting unnecessarily banged up by going into the paint as a as a not you know six foot nine power forward Allen Iverson was probably the best at it but then by the time he got to be like 30 31 years old his body was a wreck I don't know that I trust the undersized energizer bunny. I mean, Russell Westbrook is going to be a hall of famer, but he is empty calories to me. Super fun to watch, but he's not like a substantive. uh, He's not a player that like elevates everything else as a franchise. I I guess it's hard to explain that because he is one of the best basketball players of the last 20 years, but he's inefficient. Mm -hmm. uh, Russell Westbrook. And I think John Morant is going to wind up, just being a really fun guy to watch at all-star games. His teams are going to win 50 games and they're going to get to the playoffs, but they're not going to win a championship with John Morant as their best player. I think Anthony Edwards being much bigger, muscular, he's going to be able to take a blow in the paint, right? Like I think Anthony Edwards is a guy that you could actually build a championship team around. That's the, that's my long way of, of summarizing my thoughts, but Ja is better now. Give yes. me Anthony for the next seven to eight years. Yeah, John, that, and I'm glad you said that because that needed to be added. John Morant is better now, but I think the Anthony Edwards' ability to maybe play defense, I mean, there's still holes in his resume too. He's not, I think we're loving watching him play for Team USA, and now we're like, in my opinion, as much as I was blushing from ear to ear as we started this podcast, like he's not a top five player yet. Go look at that. The top five is like Luka. Yon, like got Jokic, like it's he's not there yet, but he's ran, just speeding up the charts. But Jaw's still better. But yeah, the the durability thing it kind of reminds me of like a you mentioned Westbrook. I always think like Derrick Rose, just yeah. his fearlessness. John Moran's probably the most fearless player in the league, and that's why I want him to be good. I really enjoy watching him play basketball. But the off the court stuff, and then just his smaller frame and his, it's like man, will you ever adapt at like 27, 28 to like kind of change your game? I think we know that Ant can kind of do this for 15 years. Even at like 32, 33, Anthony Edwards is probably going to be so jacked still that he can get a bucket from anywhere. So, yes, yes, I think John Morant probably at the top of that, maybe Ant. The Jaron Jackson Jr. thing, though, to kind of sum this one up, is like watching him play for Team USA, too. Like, he is – I've been a little like, oh, man, he's going to get Defensive Player of the Year award again. Like, he is really, really good. He sets awesome screens. He protects the rim like crazy. He can step back and shoot some threes little underrated playmaker. So I don't have a problem with that, but basically I don't really know why any other duo is ahead of Ant and Jaden. And then for another day, it's kind of interesting to think about if you did a trio, right? Cause like Nas Reed is under 25. I don't know who the third best magic player would be or 
the third best Cav player under 25 with Donovan Mitchell being older than that. So uh, interesting rankings. And I think what it does, Phil, in conclusion, it shows you that Jane McDowell is starting to get a little respect yeah. around the league. And that was like my biggest takeaway is like, oh, you know what? Big accounts, big people, national people are being like, oh, it's not just Ant on that team. He's got a, a running mate that's really, really good. And they that's that'll keep some of the, the piranhas off of the wolves for a while. Hey, which you, you bring up Triple J. All right. Of I'm putting you on the spot with this question here, but you know, these guys get out internationally, they travel the world, they practice, they're in the same hotels and buses and planes, and they become really good friends. You know, they uh they become banana boat friends, right? That's that's like guys bond <laughs> on these. Which one of these team USA teammates do you think Anthony Edwards is most likely to play with at some point ideally with the Timberwolves oh that's a great question he so I, I mentioned that thing I kind of not reported but like about how him and Bobby Portis are pretty close Bobby Portis has been a big brother and uncle to everyone on the team Ant and Austin Reeves are super tight uh now the problem how is old is Austin Reeves Oh man, I think he's like 24. This is just on the fly here. Let's see who can Google it faster. 25. People people do give Austin Reeves like this ability to just like he's like a 21 year old. He's not, but he's still very much in his prime. The Lakers Association, like him being a Laker, Lakers fan. I bet you Laker fans love Austin Reeves more than they love Anthony Davis. If you really gave him some juice for him. Yeah, he's he's like, I mean, he's the classic underdog, energizer yeah. bunny. Like, people love that story. So. And he's kind of a, a second chance at uh, when they lost Alex Caruso. Like, he's their new favorite white guy that does all these stuff. So, and Austin Reeves, yeah. by the way, is just really good. Like, another guy that I was really wrong on, he came in for Team USA and has been one of their three or four best players. But I don't know. I think Ant and Austin Reeves are really tight. I also think him and Halliburton, I mean, Ant and Halliburton same draft class they would be such a good backcourt together because Halliburton can space the floor he's such a good passer uh those two would be would be electric but yeah I mean if you really want to put your homer hat on and just really just embrace Minnesota Timberwolves basketball like yeah maybe if jaw has another run in off the court and the Grizzlies don't meet expectations and they want to shovel some stuff around maybe they'd be open to swapping bigs like Jaron Jackson Jr. has been a great pairing for ant as well um what about walker kessler oh man i knew you were, i knew someone would <laughs> say that wouldn't that be watching it's, Wa- it's funny is like walker kessler would probably be on this list maybe in place of Jaden mcdaniels for some people if he was still a timberwolf if walker kessler was on the timberwolves <laughs> they would be ranked ahead of okc on every single like promising franchise thing I try not to think about it because it makes me want to just drink bleach, but uh, <laughs> Walker Kessler would have been a good one. But yeah, I mean, dude, Halliburton would be-, would be a dream. He would be a dream, but I don't know why. First of all, I don't even, I can't even figure out why I, I guess Sacramento, like they're fine without him. But the fact that he's like on his second team in three years and he's one of the, he's literally one of the best young guards in the NBA. He's awesome. Why, why would he get to a third team before the age of 25? Unless there was like, if you're on a third team before the age of 25, you're D'Angelo Russell. There's like a reason why teams are moving on from you. So, which quick quick segue into how bad the Rudy Gobert trade is still in many people's opinions. And it wasn't overpay, and they bought this house at one and a half times its market value, whatever. And now that house is au revoir, just not playing. But you know, like the Golden State Warriors took James Wiseman over like Tyrese Halliburton. Like, there's like a lot of other moves. Like when you know the yeah. Kings took. 
Marvin Bagley over Luka Doncic. Again, those aren't trades, but we talk about this Rudy Gobert thing as if it like set the franchise back. It made everything moving forward a lot harder, but there are a lot of, I mean, the Wolves to this day still get ripped for the Curry thing. And I rightfully so it was really dumb. Although I know for a fact in my heart of hearts, Kurt Rambis would have somehow ruined that man's career. So the Wolves actually did the league a favor. You're welcome. But I don't know. There's just a lot of other whiffs out there that these, some of these teams get passes on. I mean, the Phoenix Suns had an opportunity to pair Halliburton and Booker together for a decade oh, and they chose Jalen Smith and then just traded him like 18 months later. Yeah. That's really bad too. That's worse than the Gobert thing, but yeah. I digress. No, no you, you bring up some, some good points here. So uh, th- that's the duos under 25 uh, list. And right now we do feel like Anthony Edwards and Jay McDaniels belong on the list. I don't know. Maybe they're a little bit too low. Hey, before we get to an immaculate grid, do we have a Kyle's question of the week here on Flagrant Howls? Yeah, I want to get this done now. I don't want to save it for next month because we're doing this on the 30th. We are kind of wrapping up in some people's minds summer. I, we have ranked the seasons before, but and no, I mean, summer's mentality. It's not really people. Yeah, people need to stop with this. Like Labor Day is the end of summer. I get like, you know, you send your kids back to school and that symbolizes. I get that. But weather wise, especially in Minnesota. I mean, we early October to me is when summer ends. We have summer, we got another yeah. month of summer here for sure. So I I don't want to take too long on this, but I did. I've been doing this with my friends all week because we we're kind of getting ready for the fall. Do you want to quickly rank oh. the twelve months? Oh my God! Uh, I'm going to do this just off the top of my head here because I okay, have my so, rankings and they're official. They're you can't really oh, argue them, but why don't but, you give your rankings and I will poke holes in them. Okay. Right? Okay. So we'll turn the question. I'll ask myself the question months of the year ranked. This is really big. This ties into sports. This ties into seasons. This ties into weather. August 30th. We're recording this. The number one ranking on my power rankings for months is September. Football starts. Basketball starts heating up. Okay. Baseball fall season. You get a nice little holiday mixed in there real early. Um, I don't know if there's a better month than September. Okay. I feel you. I disagree. Uh, I like September. I would go October as my favorite month for similar reasons, but now we're deeper into football, baseball, postseason, summer blending into fall weather, which I love. So I would, I, and I also like Halloween and scary movies. October is a great time to explore and dabble. So, okay. That's fair. like me some September. October, I think, would be number one for me. October came in second. My birthday. Okay. My, my wife's birthday is she's a Halloween baby. Um, football is is kicking. Basketball does start. There's just something about that September air that oh, gets yeah. me a little more. Yeah. Um, also, not a national holiday in October that I'm getting off. Halloween, I think we're still showing up to the virtual office. So that kind of put it over the top for me, September over October. Uh, rounding out the top three, August. As okay. again, fall. Greatest season there is, not really up for debate. Uh, four, five, six, April, May, March. So four, April, five, May, six, March. So, man, March, uh, in terms of like, mm, March is a tough one because unless you love March Madness, I guess, from a sports mm-hmm. standpoint, mm-hmm. weather wise, it's just kind of a weird, brutal month. Pacific Northwest for you, it's soggy and gray. Yep, that's fair. Midwest, it's still snowing for no reason at all whatsoever. So I feel like March might be a little high here, but it's your list. It's fine. A- April also, the Masters, Easter, just like it, you're starting to real. April is when spring and a mentality starts to kick in. So April, May, March, bottom six, number seven, June. Okay. Could make an argument that June is just the most overrated month. Um, I digress. Eight, November. You do have football. You do have basketball. 
You have a four-day weekend in there if you can pull it yeah. off with that Friday. Uh, December comes in at 9, Christmas. December 2 is a little tough. Again, you're, if you're a football fan, a basketball fan, that month is a little chaotic, especially if your family's like into gifts. Because I, yeah. I got to spend like, you know, the Vikings are playing, but I got to go to the mall to buy like Bath and Body soaps. Like that sucks. Final three. This one is just staples. 10 July. Not a big 4th of July fan. I am a American fan, but I'm not a big 4th of July guy. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I love love me some America. 4th of July, I don't need fireworks. Uh, just, you know, whatever. When I die, bury my ashes at a lake. I love the lake, but I, I don't know. It just like feels pressure that weekend. I have to be doing something at the lake. Yeah. I'd rather be low key. And then the last two months, I don't, these are the worst two months of the year. I'd be totally cool getting rid of them. 11th, February 12th, the worst month of the year, which is, has the worst holiday of the year, January. Okay, uh, February is the worst for me, so we're close okay. here. We got I got October yeah, book number one, yep. February last, January. I, it's a sense of newness. I don't I don't mm. mind January. We're still we're still in the holiday spirit for the first few days a little bit. Uh, we're resetting ourselves, and we got playoff football all throughout the month of January. So I kind of love that February. It's a dead zone. No one the NBA NBA is like let's get to the playoffs. You know baseball still hasn't gotten to spring training and football's over. So January is awful. January is tough. Cause it's like end of December. I just got back from the holidays with my family. I'm like, you know what? New year's resolution, but you're getting older. Just start drinking less. Like let's make that one. And <laughs> yeah. then I wake up January 1st. I'm like, I am so hungover. And it's like, this yeah. is the, the year has not started off. Right. So, okay, cool. I'm glad we did I that. See, yeah. And then the middle ones, like some of these ones, like June, whatever, like may, may is my birthday month. But other than that, no one cares about <laughs> May. national like, holiday, little Memorial day action there. Yeah, there's some good, you know, good three day weekend. I think you've done a you've done a pretty good job encapsulating. I okay. think the 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 spirit here of the months. It just reminds, I'd like to see people rank the the months in the YouTube comment section too. Are we? Way I want to see. Yeah, I want to see someone, someone love February. That's what yeah. I want to see. I want to see someone that's like September and October are the worst. Fall sucks. <laughs> Fall is the greatest season there is. So okay, let's get to uh, the grid. Yeah, do you have a few minutes here for the yeah, the absolutely. immaculate grid? We'll put this up for the YouTube audience. Hopefully, people can see this. I'm going to try and oh. type these in. So here I, are the rules. For the for the audience, we are looking to go nine for nine. I mean, if we can go, if we can get rarity score, uh, like the the more obscure the player, the better your rarity score is. That would be great if we want to show off. But we're gonna put six minutes on the clock here. We are looking for a Phoenix Sun who once also played for the Miami Heat. It can be literally any of them. We it's a correct answer for if we name any of them. A Phoenix Sun who once played for the Magic. And a Phoenix Sun who averaged 20 points per game in a season. We're looking for a Spur who was a Heat, a Spur who was a Magic, and a Spur who averaged 20 points a game. And then a Nick Heat, Nick Magic, and a Nick who averaged 20 points per game. I'm going to put six minutes on the clock just to give ourselves some parameters. Three, two, one. Here we go. Okay, because we were talking about him. This is gonna. I don't. I still don't really totally understand the rarity score. So I always need you to kind of oh, be my crush. The, but the, the rarity score is like of all the people who are playing this game, what percentage of people chose that player for that square? So, so like, so like Shaq for the Suns and the Heat. We could do Shaq for any of these. He, uh, the Magic one too. Shaq's gonna be a high percentage. If you pick out like like I used Shane Heal for one a couple weeks ago, and it was like 002 percent. And your rarity score is just like those percentages added up. Shane Heal is like the most creative player name of all time in any video game. <laughs> the Orlando, we we're talking about him. Orlando Magic Spurs Square. This is a deep cut. 
Steve Kerr. Oh, I love it. Let's do it. I didn't know he played for the Magic. Was that early? Click it. Did it work? Oh, there we go. Sorry. I was waiting. For ah, there we go, Four baby. Set. Nice job. Look at that haircut. Um, do you want to use Shaq for any of these? We got. We could use Shaq for the the Magic Suns, the Heat Suns. Yeah, see, that one's pretty easy, right? Like, I don't know if I can pull one in my head for Magic Suns, but one for Heat Suns that is going to be lesser on the score or whatever is uh, Trevor Ariza. Now, Trevor Ariza's played for damn near everyone, but um, I like it. He's in Trevor there for Ariza. sure. He's like the Edwin Jackson, 0.8, dude. We could also use Grant Hill, I think, for for Magic Suns, right? Didn't he play for both those teams after Pistons? Magic Suns? Yeah, he's probably... Shaq might be a lower answer. For 20-point games, the first one that came to mind was Amari Stoudemire, but actually, maybe Stefan Marbury? Did he average 20? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say uh, I'm confident Charles Charles Barkley would work here back in the early '90s. If we're going for score, I mean, I, I know, I don't know why. I'll, tr- I'll trust you on Marbury. I'll trust you on Marbury. If you're we swapped good. DMs on Twitter once, I'm pretty sure we're friends. I'm pretty sure I know his stats. Point eight. Nice. See, work. there we go. Okay, now now I'm in a. Blender. What about George Gervin for uh, 20 points a game? Spur. Uh, okay, I don't think I I'm not familiar with your game. George Gervin, uh, that much, but that one, the Ice Man, right? We can okay. save that one. We can save that one. I mean, yeah, the, like the, the, a lazy one, just because it's recent for the Spurs, twenty points per game would have been like DeRozan, because he had those couple of years where he was like scoring a bunch. I mean, also like Tim Duncan or Ginobili. Yeah, but, uh, I'm gonna De- let's let's we we got a couple of those that like we can definitely go, we can go if we need to. Um, Miami Heat Knicks, uh. This guy was in the news recently, and I, I, that's when I remember that he played for the Knicks. I knew he played for Miami. He might have been on a LeBron championship team, but Knicks-Miami is Mike Bibby for sure. Mike Bibby. Oh, Mike Bibby, huh? Dude, that is. he was. I, I like Mike Bibby. I don't remember him playing for either of those teams, dude. You are a legend right now. 10%. Okay, so that was a little. I am going to go old school here. I'm going to go. I think, I think the. I think the youngins sometimes don't think about <laughs> yep. the game in the 70s and 80s. And there's a lot of gem- – you can go rarity score out the wazoo. We'll see how many youngins chose George Gervin, the Iceman, here. Okay, 14%. 14, okay. Mm. Um, uh, a Nick, how about, how about a 20-point-per-game Nick? Let's go back to that one for a second. Let's see how much time we got left. Three. Uh, I mean, we got three minutes left. I mean, like – any any big person that you can think of with the Knicks, right? Like what it could be Brunson, it could be Carmelo, it could be Bernard King if you really want to appease Patrick Ewing is Patrick yeah. Ewing. Yeah, that one's that one. Bernard King, should we go there? Bernard King might be a good answer. Let's click it. See what happens. Eight percent okay. and no photo. Wow, that's old school. That is old school. Yeah. Uh, I got a good one for the Knicks Magic mm-hmm. because. We last week was like Kobe Bryant Day, Mamba Day. Uh, and I remember Matt Barnes being in that yes. infamous video where he kind of chest fake passes the ball to Kobe's face. So that well, one, Matt, that one Maddie, might be popular though. Maddie Barnes here. Let's see here. 0.5%. Wow. Okay. Okay. So we um, got, we, we got, uh, these ones are pretty. I mean, well, it depends on how obscure we want to go. I mean, for the Magic Suns, we got Shaq, we got Grant Hill. Um, uh, did Penny Hardaway also play for the Suns? That's, like, that's what I was trying sure to think of. All I, these. 
I feel like Penny Hardaway did. I don't want to risk it because we're just on a heater at this game. But did Dennis Scott play for the Suns? 3D. Wow. Did did Steve in that in that realm of older players that now do media? Did Steve Smith play for the Spurs? Because I, I know he, he played for the Heat. I th- I'm, think he did. I'm pretty sure the Heat Spurs. I mean, there's. I can't think of any. I don't think Shane Battier ever played for the Spurs. I think that might be Steve Smith. Let's do it. I'm pretty sure you're. I don't right know how many there. Steve Smiths there are in this We're database. About to find but, out. Looks oh, like just fun. one. Here we go. Come on now. Six percent. Six percent. Okay. And now we just have to choose basically which. So here's how the rarity score works. You add up all these percentages. Anything under like 50 for a rarity score is incredible, by the way. So we're sitting on 10, 24, 26, 36. We're sitting on like a 44 right now. So you want to be under 50? It'd be awesome if we could pull an obscure Magic who was a Heat in the next 30 seconds. Magic. Uh, so Magic that was a Sun. Magic that was a Sun. I'm sorry, um, Magic that was a Sun. My bad. Vince Carter? I don't, I mean, Shaq is going to be such a popular one. Um, and I, I think Grant Hill would be too. Mm-hmm. I would imagine I'll, I'll, I would bet a lot that he's under 10%. Vince Carter. Yeah. Cause he did have, I have a Vince Carter son's Jersey. Wow. A for, jersey? Like, bachelor, for bachelor parties. Yeah, yeah that is. That's it's pretty probably, obscure, man. It's Let's pull the fake, trigger, but let's go. 4%. Yeah, four. 49. Go. Look at that dude. Wow. Kyle. You are the king. This is, is this, this is, I don't ever want to play this outside of the pod because I would never, I would get fired. I would never get anything done. So let's, let's scroll down here. See what the, so the average score for people was six out of nine. Uh, The most popular answers in the squares were Shaq for both of the, both of the Heat Suns and Magic Suns. And then Devin, so the 20 point score is the most popular were Devin Booker for the Suns, Tim Duncan for the Spurs. Carmelo for the Knicks, Evan never Google for uh, the <laughs> the Knicks and Magic. T Mac, yeah, Tracy McGrady. I thought about that. Forty eight percent though. That's freaking ridiculous. I was today years old when I learned that Amari Stoudemire played for the for the Heat. Yeah, I, I did not know that either. But he was the that. most popular answer for Heat Knicks, and then Josh Richardson for okay the Spurs and. So, by the way, only 33% of people correctly guessed the Heat-Spurs square, and only 39% of people correctly guessed the Knicks-Heat square. Shout out to Steve Smith. He's really good at being an analyst, too. Okay, this is uh, awesome. At some point, we got to run out of this, but I because I don't want to blow our streak, but shout out to everyone. This This is awesome. Dude, we took major lumps on this on the Squire Twin Show today. Yesterday was one of our best performances. We knocked it out nine for nine in like two minutes. Today, we just like all three of us putting our heads together. We got like five right or something. So you're going to have thinking, tough days on the grid, dude. You're going to have tough days. on. I'm the just grid. saying like when the Wolves like defeat the Grizzlies in game seven of the first round playoffs, I, I don't think we should start the next pod that morning with an immaculate grid, but maybe we should. Maybe the fans want that. <laughs> yeah. You guys tell us, do you want us to just, what if we just like didn't even talk basketball? We just did immaculate. Grids. <laughs> I think that's what we do sometimes. Yeah. We just spent <laughs> 10 minutes ranking the months, but, uh, yeah, shout out to everyone for the support. Uh, we're excited. We were just talking about this. I'm going to be off next week, kind of doing my own thing, celebrating the greatest month of the year. Uh, but then we'll be back. And then I think like media day might start the 28th. The Wolves fly to Abu Dhabi. Like we are less than a month away from the Minnesota Timberwolves being a part of your daily lives. 
So enjoy, enjoy these last few days of summer, fall, whatever you want to call it. Send your kids off to school, but get ready because the podcasts are going to be coming and the Wolves content is going to be yeah. pretty exciting this year. Enjoy Anthony Edwards leading Team USA to a gold medal and winning the FIBA World Cup MVP award. It's going to be great. We'll dissect that in the next couple of weeks. He's Kyle. I'm Phil. And hopefully this is your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Flagrant Howls.